0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Jordan here back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast, and it's episode 418 today. We're going to be talking about kind of maybe a shorter episode because I'm going to be talking about a case study of myself and some lessons that anyone can learn from my progress or lack thereof this past week. Um, I'm going to go into kind of what I'm doing, what my plan is and what actually happened and then how I reacted to that. So it's, it's a uh, kind of a little insight to Jordan's own nutrition and uh, plateaus and kind of giving you some advice here at the end about if you're not losing weight during your cut, what to do and how to handle plateaus like this. So let's get started with this one should be a good one. Hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? Jordan here, back with another episode of the Triple F Podcast, com slash episodes is where you can find these and written versions of these episodes always available at stoltzfit.com slash blog. And you can always ask a question for the podcast at stoltzfit.com slash contact. Uh, so now that that's out of the way. Wanna get started today because there are some weird things going on with my own progress and I kinda of wanted to talk about that. First I'll start with what I'm doing. So since roughly the new year, so about a month, uh, maybe a little more than a month, been in, I guess what you'd call fat loss, calories, kind of tracking a little bit more closely and maintaining that calorie deficit. The reason I'm doing this is really just the time of the year. So this is you know a very individual thing when you want to plan a fat loss phase or a cut. And for me, the summertime is a terrible time to do it because I'm very, very active and usually out pretty late working. And those two things together make it really hard uh, to stay in, in low calories because when you're out really late, you get really hungry for your last meal of the day. If you're not eating a lot throughout the day, when you're really active, you kind of need fuel to really fuel that. It's not just you know playing at the park. It's working outside, manual labor, all that kind of stuff. You need fuel for that, and I feel a lot better when I'm fed. Plus, there are a lot of birthdays in my family in the summertime, a lot of summer get-togethers and things like that, so want to have more calories for that as well. Of course, the holidays are in November and December, and uh, this makes the new year very, very good time for fat loss calories for me, even if it is a cliché. To start a New Year's resolution right on New Year's Day, but it just works out that January to March or something is an excellent time. I can just kind of buckle down, stay at home most of the time, and do my thing. Um, so my calories have not really changed much through this whole month. Uh, my maintenance calories, of course, they fluctuate with activity because in the summer they're quite a bit higher, maybe 3,000. Uh, maintenance calories in the winter, a little lower, maybe 2,750 and uh, maybe 2,700 sometimes depending on activity. And so I drop them about to 2,400 calories, a little bit below that sometimes and have one day a week where I estimate. So that's just kind of something I'm keeping in there, but I can do a pretty good job of estimating and not tracking if I need to. But other than that, doing things the right way weighing food, um, hitting 10,000 steps a day through about an hour walk every single day, whether it's on the treadmill or outside, that roughly should be about 7,500 steps, 7,000 steps. And I'm sure I get the other 3,000 throughout the day. So that's kind of my rough plan. And then the normal weight training right now doing six days a week. So doing it all and made pretty good progress so far started around 200 pounds and am down last week to 186.2 was the average weigh-in um and i'm you know i'm a lot more kind of an intuitive uh person when it comes to dieting and making progress and everything but i'm kind of being more strict with the data right now with the macros with the weigh-ins with the averages Things like that to really accomplish what I want to. This last week, however, so you know, to give you guys a date range in case you're listening to this in the future, we are talking about. Oh, my calendar's not opening. But the last seven days from today, Friday, February 4. So whatever that equals out to, I guess it would be uh, the the 28th to the 4th. That is the latest week, and having a bit of trouble this week. And no matter what I was doing, hit my macros perfectly. Pretty, you know, made good food choices. Um, didn't really go off plan at all, and even kind of lessened the food a little bit on those estimation days. And really plateaued this week. Every single day, taking a daily weigh-in in the morning. Every single day, 187.2, 187, 187.4, 187.2, 187, 187. stuck right at 187, a little hop up from my check-in weight last week, and just nothing dropping. So that's very unusual, because if you're actually in a calorie deficit, um, you should see a little bit of weight loss over time, right, kind of trickling down, and it was honestly pretty frustrating, because you're doing a lot of work, you're kind of getting a little diet fatigue, you're getting a little bit tired of it all. And you know you're putting up with the hunger, you're forcing yourself through the activity and to not see the scale drop even 0.1 pounds throughout the week and actually your check-in weight is higher than last week is pretty frustrating. And I talk to people all the time that have this kind of thing happen to them, and I totally get it. It is aggravating and frustrating. Um, and discouraging, and I honestly checked in this morning a little bit discouraged, but kind of looked back on the week and was able to put together an idea of why this is happening. And it's important to do this. and this is kind of the point of the show, I guess, and I'll give you some tips on what to do if you're not losing weight, but this kind of audit on your actions is very, very important to do so you don't get too frustrated and discouraged. Because like I said last week, the thing that's going to derail your progress is giving up, right? Pushing forward, even if you make slow progress, you're still making some progress. Not everyone's gonna do fast. Some people are gonna be slow, but as long as you're making some kind of progress, you're good. So I looked back on my own week, and there were a few things that were in play, and I'll review those. Number one is I you know in programming my own training and essentially have 3 or 4 weeks of a build up of volume and intensity and then deload next week is the deload starting tomorrow and well actually starting sunday cuz i rest tomorrow uh but that is the highest volume and intensity week is that week that i was actually seeing the plateau so a couple more sets per workout highest weight pushing it to rpe 9 10 sometimes even depending on the exercise and just doing a lot pushing the body to the limit because the next week is going to deload anyways so you might as well really push it and overreach and that can definitely cause some water retention it could definitely cause muscle gain because you are pushing the intensity and the volume So you could be making some progress. I could just be under a lot of physical stress because of six days a week of pushing that RPE 9 or 10. And because I don't know if it's because of the training or, you know, my son or waking up early or what, sleep was a little affected this week. Woke up early a lot of the days, 5.30 or 6. And then almost every day woke up at like 3.30 in the middle of the night, just boom eyes awake five minutes later fell asleep again so not a big wake up but disturbed sleep nonetheless and that could just be because of the stress of training um and then a couple days had some errands to do went to town had some appointments uh sarah my wife got her wisdom teeth out these kind of things came up and i didn't hit my step target for those days normally around lunchtime right after lunch i'll walk for an hour either outside or the treadmill, and didn't do that two days this week out of seven. So that's less calorie burn on average, and it does add up. Um, The other thing to keep in mind is that I've been doing this for five weeks, and in that five weeks lost about 13 pounds, which is really good progress. 200 to 183 in five weeks is... Very good progress, you know, two pounds a week on average. Lost some water weight at first, four or five pounds. So maybe 10 pounds after that. So, you know, we're almost two pounds a week in the loss, a little bit less than that, I think, um, but chugging right along. So, overall, in the long term, making very, very good progress and certainly not something to be discouraged of. And I talked about this last week in the show about phasing. Your diets and making sure you're not in fat loss forever trying to get to your goal. So, if my goal is like 180 um, and I start at, well, that's a bad example because that is 10%, but let's say my goal is 175 and I start at 200, 10% of 200 is 20 pounds. So, I could get down to 180, but then I should probably take a break. And sometimes it doesn't mathematically work out perfectly. We're like, yeah, it'd be nice to hit 20 pounds of loss but from 200, but that's the max. And if you have to stop at 15 pounds, that's okay. And I think I might be getting to that point anyways. So what do you do if you aren't losing weight during your cut? I will review what I'm going to do to hopefully give you some insight. My plan is to continue following my overall phasing that I have because, like I said, next week is deload week. I always put calories in maintenance anyways when I deload. Uh, So I'm going to have a week-long diet break essentially. And we'll see if that helps. Maybe the extra calories with the lower training will kind of decrease stress. I might see a big loss in scale weight during that week, um, or it'll kind of prime me to start losing at that faster rate again after the deload. So follow the plan. Don't freak out. It's frustrating, yeah, but sometimes things are gonna take time, and it's important to have an overall plan so you're not emotionally adjusting and reacting depending on what happens so to actually continue pushing through the set plan that you have for yourself Um, for me i'm going to consider a longer diet break maybe you know a month at maintenance calories if it continues to happen another week or two after the deload so if i get to week two of my next training cycle after the deload three weeks from now, and still around 187, and not really seeing that big drop in weight, Um, time to adjust, you got to kind of make adjustments here and there. Like I said, I'm close to that 10% mark of weight loss. So it won't be a big deal if I have to go to that diet break early, kind of upregulate some things, prevent some diet fatigue, and then get going again. You know, if I could maintain around 187 for a while, and then try to lose another 10 pounds or so. That would get me to my goal anyways. So might be doing that. And the other thing is to look back like I did on the things that went wrong this last week and adjust and correct them as much as I can. Hit my steps every day, right? I need to be better at that. I miss a couple days. Um, And honestly, I have time to do that walk later in the day. It's just that it's harder to do later in the day. So gotta hit those regardless. Try not to skip that and realize the training is going to take care of it with the lower volumes coming up. Focus on good sleep and de stressing. That's about all I can do. Uh, you know, overall, happy with the progress, happy with the long term progress overall, and happy with the changes in the mirror, body measurements, the way clothes fit, all those kind of things. These are other metrics you should be keeping track of and at least paying attention to. Even if the scale is not budging, it doesn't really matter if you're happy with that. With everything else. So the tips for today, follow that overall phasing, give your body time, be patient, control what you can control. This is the most important thing. Look back on the things that made the scale, the scale lie to you in the last week and control what you can by adjusting those things adjust your training volume adjust your steps adjust how well you track your food adjust your sleep um, adjust you know maybe weighing your food more meal planning things like that take control of those realize you can't control anything else and you just got to give your body time and follow the overall long-term plan and the other important thing like i just said take other measurements and metrics it's not all about the scale It can get to your head. It started to get to mine this week. And, you know, it's very important to just try not to let it. Don't let it lie to you. If you aren't losing weight during your cut, ignore the scale and do the things I talked about. Follow the plan. Be patient. Control what you can control. Do the audit and change things up from the past week. Don't just assume you're plateaued. Don't just assume what you're doing is not working. There might be other stuff at play. And it's really important to look back on that, So that's it for today. This is episode 418 of the triple F podcast, uh, giving you guys a little update on my own stuff going on. And, uh, that's it. Thank you for joining me for another one today. And I will talk to you guys in the next one. If you have a question you want answered on the podcast, you can go to stoltsfitcom slash contact, ask your question there or inquire to work with me to get you to your goal. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you next time.